What's going on, coaches? Some pretty exciting news for us. Uh, we are going to be hosting our first ever RTP lineman camp. Uh, be for offense and defense alignment, no pads, just we want to work skills, and, and we're doing it with 6th through ninth grade linemen. Uh, we've been something we've wanted to do in years past, just didn't know the way to go about it. Uh, McKinney High School, the place I, I'm working now, uh, kind of normally does alignment camp, and so it was a great opportunity for us to kind of combine RTP and McKinney and, and be able to reach out and help help kids become better linemen. Um, obviously, like you guys know, we've talked about on this podcast a million times, linemen just aren't the cool thing position to go play in. Now, there's a lot of guys out there making it cooler, and so we want to be a, a part of that solution as well and, and really give guys some tools uh, to be successful linemen and and to have fun playing offensive or defensive line. So we're excited to finally be into that. Uh, that'll be next month. That's July 16th from 9 to 1230, and it'll be over at McKinney High School down here uh, in Dallas, Texas. Anyone's welcome to come. Um, again, as long as they're 6th through ninth graders, linemen will have offensive line and defensive line coaches there, um, and it'll be a one-day camp, like I said, 9 to 1230, and it'll just be us working offensive line and defensive line uh, mechanics drills and even more hopefully some things that the kids can can take and bring back and do on on their own or do with their parents uh things that they can continue to do and work on so we're excited to do that again um you can go to mckinney.store.ranklandsport.com slash camp slash list if you don't want to go through all that you can follow us on twitter we put out a tweet about it or just reach out to us uh, and i can send you a link for that but we're really really excited to get into that and start helping young offensive linemen uh, again anything else you guys need for us you can find over at runthepower.com this episode of the podcast is brought to you by team builder Team Builders recently launched a full-year, 52-week football strength and conditioning program that comes free with any Team Builder free trial. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a full-year, 52-week football strength and conditioning program that, again, is free with any Team Builder free trial. Visit their website and make sure you enter the code RTP to get their 52-week training program and start your 14-day free trial at teambuilder.com, which is T-E-A-M-B-U-I-L-D-R.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Legend Rings. As coaches, we all know the best way to represent our big win is with the championship ring, and the team at Legend Rings wants to help you celebrate your regional and state championship title this season. Their goal is to make your championship ring purchase simple, easy, and affordable from design to delivery. Check them out at legendrings.com or email info at legendrings.com to get started. Let them know that Run the Power sent you, and they will make your ring for free. Again, go check them out at legendrings.com. This episode of the RTP podcast is brought to you by our guys over at Just Play. The team at Just Play hooked us up with their product, as you guys know, uh, and it's been a game changer for us. If you've seen us on Twitter or uh, have talked to us about this at all, we obviously especially love the playbook tools that allow us to create our favorite blocking schemes, as you guys know, power, counter, inside zone, pin and pull, uh, and formations, so we can save time and be more productive. That's the biggest part. Saves time on defenses, saves time on, on inputting offensive uh, formations, and then easy to draw the play out. Just Play is a limited time offer for RTP listeners only. 
get my just play pro for 120 dollars which is an unbelievable 60 dollars off the normal list price uh, this offer has been extended uh, and won't last forever you can get this deal at justplaysolutions.com rtp the best playbook tool on the market at justplaysolutions.com rtp don't wait go do it today on this episode of RTP brought to you by Legend Rings, we talk with Rick Mueller. Coach Mueller is the president and COO of Evaluate, a sports consulting firm that specializes in transformation and modernization of football programs and athletic departments. Listen as we talk with Coach Mueller about his years of experience building franchises with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Tom Coughlin and the New Orleans Saints with Sean Payton and Drew Brees and more. We also discuss how he helped turn Coastal Carolina into an FBS power in only a few short years with Joe Moglia and Jamie Chadwell. Through the use of proper player evaluation, thinking outside the box in marketing and sales, and building a national brand that fans and coaches like. Now Rick is bringing that experience and knowledge to independent schools, high schools, small colleges, and private universities with Evaluate to analyze strengths and weaknesses and put together a plan to maximize athletic programs competitively and financially you can find out more info on evaluate at evaluatesports.net or you guys can actually call coach Mueller directly at 215-478-7136 you can follow coach Mueller on twitter at rmules2 hope you guys enjoy So uh, I know you and, and Coach Walls have kind of talked, but, you know, we're really a, an informal podcast. Um, we like to learn as much as we possibly can um, about football, about, you know, everything around football, whether it's how to teach double teams to how to help build a program, obviously. It all, it all impacts us at the high school level, um, which is what we're at, and all of our listeners – whether they be college or um, high school or down to peewee guys uh, that listen. Uh, so, so we're excited to talk some football with you. Uh, awesome. Kind of how we always start this thing is just by letting our, our guests kind of introduce themselves. So, so kind of let you introduce yourself to everyone and, and kind of give them your, your football journey, if you will, from, you know, playing days to, to how that brought you to, to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, my name is Rick Mueller. Um, Currently, uh, the president and COO of EvaluateSports.net. We're a consulting firm that works with football programs and um, primarily in the, in the area of recruiting, but really now analyzing their entire program and, and trying to give our expertise to them, but um, for a reasonable price. But I've, I've been in football all my life since I was in high school. I worked at Seahawks training camp as a ball boy when I was in high school, and, and I worked I went to college out, little NAI school out in the Northwest, University of Puget Sound. And while I was there, I was obviously 30 miles from the Seahawks facility. Um, so I was able to work during the draft and that type of stuff. So I really got a taste of it early. I have a brother that's seven years older than I am. And uh, he he did the same thing. He he was lucky enough when the Seahawks got a team. This is back then. He, uh, he went there as a ball boy in high school. And then he went to college at Linfield College, another NAI school in the same conference. And and when he was done, he, he was hired in their pro scouting department. And so um, I learned a lot from him. He, he was obviously awesome, uh, you know, brother to have and, and really learned a lot from him. And, and he really helped me in my career. But um, once I got I played in college, played quarterback, uh, 
split back gear team. So I knew that my college days were going to, I was going to enjoy it, but I wasn't going to be playing past that. <laughs> right. How many six foot uh, option split back option quarterbacks are, are real wanted in the NFL with an average arm. So I knew, I knew I was going to have to do something else other than play. And I went to Washington state as a graduate assistant for Mike Price. Um, happened to be Drew Bledsoe's freshman year, which was nice. And I worked with the quarterbacks there. I was also a recruiting coordinator and, and the head JV coach. And I was there a couple of years. And then I went to the World Football League in the Sacramento uh, Surge, where Jim Hazlitt was the, was the defensive coordinator. And I actually worked on defense down there. And uh, we won the, won the World Championship that year um, in my one year in the World League. And then ended up doing some scouting for the World League uh, that summer after our season was over. Um, did that. And then the owner of the World League team bought a Canadian League team, the first Canadian League team in America. And that was the Gold Miners and ended up coaching there. And I was our personnel director. And the guy I had known had uh, the Seahawks guy named Rick Reprish, who um, was a college scout for them for a long time. When Jacksonville got a team, he became the college scouting director. And I ended up being a West Coast scout, um, working under him and Tom Coughlin in Jacksonville when we first got a team. Um, and then I ended up being the college scouting director there. We had a lot of success early as an expansion team. We ended up going to the AFC Championship twice in my time there, once in our second year in the league. Um, and it was a lot of fun building something from the ground up and really learning from Coach Coughlin and, and how he, you know, approached things and, and, and you know, really how we thought about things. And, and it really kind of shaped, you know, my early career, especially. And ended up getting the job as a director of player personnel and at the New Orleans Saints. And I was there. Um, nine years um, in New Orleans, ended up being the uh, vice president of player personnel by the time I, I left there. And I went after that, I ended up with um, in the United Football League was another startup league that, that actually was the base office was here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I ended up being the we had four teams that first year and I ended up being the general manager for all four teams. If you can imagine how that was, I always joke that I, would, I it was hard to get over hard to get over 500 because I'd win and lose every game. Hey, but you won, but you won every week. <laughs> I did get a win. I did get a win and I did get a ring. So that, that, that was good, but uh, that was a great experience. Um, and it really started kind of where, where I'm coming from in that we had to figure out a way to do as best we can and put on a product and, and really put a, a product on the field that everyone would be proud of that with limited resources. And, uh, you know, we were able to do that. I was proud of that. Um, the second year we expanded to Omaha, Nebraska and being a, a new team, um, I left the league office. We kind of turned the teams over to the clubs themselves in the second year. And I went and, and ended up being the general manager of the Omaha Nighthawks. Um, and I was there for two years, um, in that role. And then ended up after that league, um, with the Philadelphia Eagles, um, as a player personnel executive and eventually as the pro scouting director, um, and in, in my five years in, in Philly, um, well, I was there Andy Reid's last year and first three years of Chip Kelly and first year of Doug Peterson. So really got to look at a lot of, you know, different ways to do things, a lot of different ideas. Um, you know, uh, Andy had one way and, and it was phenomenal. Chip came in and had a completely different way and it ended up being pretty good. Um, 10 and six, 10 and six, his first two years. and and um, you know, and then they went on, win the Super Bowl, obviously. So um, that, that's, and then after that, I ended up, the, the connection to Coastal Carolina was 
Joe Moglia was the head coach um, at Coastal Carolina at the time. And he was uh, the head coach in Omaha in my second year in the, in the UFL. And that was as good of experience as I can say I've had. And I don't know if you guys know much about Coach Moglia, but he's um, an interesting guy. He had a successful coaching career up until his probably mid to late 30s. And then ended up uh, last, he was at the defense coordinator at Dartmouth and, and realized that, you know, he needed to do some more things to support his family. And he ended up going to Wall Street and working for Merrill Lynch. And then eventually ended up being the, um, the CEO of TD Ameritrade. And if you can imagine this, he took TD Ameritrade from the brink of bankruptcy to the number one online trading company in the world. And uh, so he is phenomenal about taking business principles and football and melding them together. And, and if you hear him talk, he'll say that, you know, the things that, that decisions you make and the approach that you have and the, and the philosophies that you use are very compatible between the business world, which he's obviously been very successful in, and the football world. And uh, he's had a huge influence on, on not only on my life, but he's been a, a really good friend. And, and uh, he really taught me a lot, not about the, not as much about the game of football, but just how to approach it and, you know, how to incorporate the marketing, the business side of it into the, into football. And, and that really has kind of shaped a lot of the things since we were together that first year that, that, that I've done and kind of leads us into kind of this evaluate and how that came about. Evaluate was uh, something that, that came about. I, I spent the last probably six, eight months, a year, talking to people, um, talking to coaches, talking to executives, obviously talking to player personnel people, scouts, and just getting ideas and just getting their challenges and their suggestions. And it ended up always coming back to, hey, you guys were an FCS team at Coastal Carolina and you ended up, you know, winning the Sun Belt and winning a bowl game this year and, and you know, only lost one game. And, uh, you know, how, how did that happen? How did you transform a team to that? And so I got a lot of questions about it. And then I went back and looked at it and I kind of, we've kind of bounced around a lot of ideas and, and the group of people is, is, is phenomenal. And, and they understand are on the same page that, um, you know, you, you have to approach things a little bit differently. You really, when I went to coastal, um, they, like I said, they had just made the, made the move to division one and uh, from FCS. And typically when that happens, it's a, you know, you petition, you kind of apply for, for, to get to be a division one team. And, and it's rare that this happens, but the NCAA came to Coastal and said, we'd like for you guys to join us in, in, as a division one club. And uh, so they did that. And so it was kind of a big move. And, and when I got there, really Joe said, hey, what I really want you to do is take an analysis of our program focused on recruiting, but also on marketing, branding, you know, philosophy, kind of the things that we're doing and tell me what, what you think we need to do. And, uh, and so that's really what I did. I went in and, and said, okay, here's, here's what I see. And I kind of just watched and evaluated and talked to the coaching staff, spent a lot of time on the phone with them, spent a lot of time around them and uh, really kind of over, kind of analyzed the recruiting process that they were going through their social media process, obviously the website, the, different things that go on in, in terms of evaluation, how they organize that, how they track evaluations, those type of things. That all goes into the, the uh, analysis. And, and we ended up being a team that 
really made a lot of changes. They were an FCS team. They didn't, didn't have a lot of resources as an FCS team. Um, even when we went division one, we still have limited resources, you know, as a G five school and we had to work around that somehow, some way. So we were always trying to find a way to get better, to make our program better and really compete, but not spend a bunch of, you can't just always throw money at the problem. You gotta be able to do it efficiently. If we're gonna do something, we gotta be able to save money in another area and be real efficient about what we're doing. We really concentrated on that. And, and, and Joe Mowgli has always been a guy that said, hey, he always would say, hey, we can't be afraid to try new things. In other words, we've had a lot of successes in FCS school, but if we don't keep challenging ourselves every year, every week, every day to get better and find a better way to do it, um, then we're going to get passed by. And, and that really has been kind of the way I work and, and really the way that, that I think. And, and, you know, you really have to, it, sometimes it, you guys know as coaches, change is difficult at times for coaches. I mean, you know, and, and trying new things isn't always, you know, easy to do, but when you really look, look into it and say, Hey, we, we need to do this, even if we're a successful program, especially if we're, we're struggling or we have, really limited resources. We really got to think outside the box and find a way to compete and get better or we're going to get passed by. And he did that in terms of scheme and, and, and that too, but we really attacked that on the other side of, of, of things. And, and I was really able to go in and, and really look at what we were doing, look at the areas, look how they're evaluating, how they're organizing the evaluations and, and tracking evaluations. They didn't have a, they were really a bit hit or miss on, tracking things and, and keeping it organized, keeping it square. Um, social media wasn't a big thing to them. And, and we really turned that around and, and really attacked that. And uh, that's something that, you know, is, is almost inexpensive, almost to the point where it's free and it's free advertising. So, you know, we really maximized that and that's something. And all those principles that we used and all those principles that I'm talking about are really what we would do and evaluate when we, when we go to a program we are really an extension of the, of the coaching staff. We really work with them. It's, if it's the head coach and we want, he wants to deal directly with us, that's great. Um, sometimes they have a recruiting guy, but he, you know, a lot of times they don't have the money or the resources at schools to be able to hire a full-time personnel director, recruiting coordinator. And you end up with an analyst and, and you know, he, you can't pay him a lot of money. There's no insurance. You really don't have room for him. You really don't have an office or a desk or a computer. Those are all money that, that, that it costs. And, and, and not only that, you're not going to get a lot of experience and expertise and a proven track record of success like you would if you had someone like us that can really look at it. We've done it before. We have the resources to do it. And we understand what you're going through. We understand the challenges that you have. And we're going to listen to your challenges. And then we're going to help you fix it. We're going to help you analyze the program. We're going to help you get these things out there. We're going to help your, your staff be more efficient with it. And, and I think really not only that, keep it simple. And, and it's not, it's not, doesn't have to be complicated, but you know, that's really what we do is we will go in and we'll analyze everything. And, you know, it just comes down to, especially coming out of this COVID situation that we're coming out of everybody's rebooting and everybody's kind of starting from scratch and hey this is a good time for us to really 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 make a name for ourselves coming out of this because it kind of leveled the playing field a little bit and let's go and I kind of got that sense too in talking to people and and that's been good but you know especially we're kind of focused on those schools that you know the the 
FCS, Division II, Division III, NAIA, even high schools that, you know, are trying to get kids, especially the private, obviously the high, private high schools that, that kids have a choice to go somewhere. And, and nowadays, the high school kids, they want to get recruited just like they do when they go to college. And, and so we can afford, we can, we have the ability to be able to do that and help multiple schools um, for a very reasonable price. And, and you're going to get our expertise. Um, you're going to get my expertise. And obviously you're going to talk to me and, and I'm going to be the one, I'm going to be the contact person. And obviously we've got a group of people that help and, and, and our, our experts in their areas too, but you know, we've got, a lot of experience and uh you know that's really what we're doing that's really what we're trying to do yeah that's why me and me and coach walls uh, you know i haven't got to speak to you um about exactly everything that you were doing coach walls give me a rundown he calls me up you know uh how long ever long ago he was pumped uh, i mean he was he was jacked and, and it was exciting to me and so that's why i was excited to have you on here so uh just clarify a little bit for me so if a team, like you said, is trying to build their program, um, they're, and like you said, for high school, maybe it's not always recruiting, uh, depending on if it's private or public, but it's just, I'm trying to build my brand of, of my, of my football program, wherever that may be. Um, and, and I believe, and again, correct me if any of this is wrong, I'm just want to make sure I'm grasping it completely correctly, mostly geared towards like the, the colleges that are don't have all the money in the world because they they've probably hired on maybe someone just on staff that just does that but that's just not feasible at most programs in america and so they hire you guys you come in do a huge evaluation over their whole program um and then do you guys just have like a list hey do these things or are you guys like a consultant for the the semester or for the year how do, how does all of that work um when a team does reach out to you because like you said, you can't recruit in high school football, but you want all the kids that are in in your district to come to your school. I mean, you don't want to lose kids to go to other schools because they think that they're getting something better. Um, you know, the parents move because they think they've got a better opportunity in the school district, you know, two districts over. Um, and so it's not even necessarily you're recruiting people from other schools. You're, you're trying to recruit your own kids. Like you said, those kids love it in high school. You're trying to recruit the basketball players on your, uh, on your campus. And so it is, are, am I correct in saying that's kind of who it's geared toward is the, the smaller um, college football programs, some of the high school programs. And then, like I said, they call you up and they hire you guys evaluate what what's kind of the next steps there what goes on through that then we uh you know obviously we have conversations because we're gonna have to find out we'll do our research as much as we can you know online and, and that type of stuff but obviously it starts with conversations about how how are you going about it how are you doing it how are you recruiting how are you evaluating players how are you getting what's your philosophy on getting kids to come to school there um what are you promoting um, what are your strengths and weaknesses it's got to start with? And, and that's a big thing. You, you know, it's difficult sometimes to really look at yourself and say, hey, these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. But as a football program, you really got to do that because if you don't, if you don't, then you're really kind of kidding yourself in that, hey, we have mm -hmm. these strengths. This is what we got. And this is what we can sell. We can help you with that. Hey, here's, here's where you are. Here's what your academic status is. Here's what your enrollment is here's where your football program is. Our kids come to school there because of your football program. Typically, football has a lot to do with it. A lot to do with your admissions, a lot to do with your, um, 
you know, your, your enrollment and, and, you know, a lot of the, a, a well-known football program is going to draw a lot of kids and a lot of interest. And you're going to get on the news, you're going to get on social media and, and that brings a lot of attention to the school. And it really helps the, the overall school, not just the, the uh, football program. And so, you know, we can help with those kind of things, but you know, we really, you want to, in the initial conversation, we want to find out about them. What are their challenges and what are they really trying to accomplish? And from there, let us do our work and we'll come back with some suggestions on this and, and we'll figure out, you know, maybe it's geographic location, maybe there's some specific, there's things that we should highlight in, in our social media or in our, in your conversations with recruits or players. And, and um, you know, football is, is these days it's difficult because the numbers are down. So really just getting the numbers up sometimes is, is the most important thing. You can't even at, at, at you guys would know a little bit better about the high school situation, but even at small colleges, there's some small colleges around that, you know, they, they, they really haven't grasped the fact that, Hey, we have to go get these kids. We have to go connect with these kids because the days of, you know, Hey, we're going to sit here and wait till school starts and just the kids hope the kids enroll. I mean, that, that's not a, not, not the way it's done. And it, what ends up happening is, and I've, there's examples, you know, Occidental College, they, their enrollment was down and their football program couldn't get enough players. So they had to suspend their pro, their season, one season, then they tried to come back the next season, then they just dropped the program. And that's happening a lot around and, and, it, and it really, it's, it's difficult, but you really, if you really have to go out and get it, you really have to invest a little bit of time, a little bit of money, but a little bit of time and an effort into selling your program, evaluating players, reaching out to them, connecting with them. And then, you know, you can build a program, really take a program from, it, it doesn't take two or three years. If you can just build a program and maybe it's, you just need more players. Maybe you just need, maybe you're not looking in the right area. Maybe you need to focus on these kind of kids. Maybe we need to Look at the rosters in the league and see where they're getting their the better teams are getting their kids from and let's let's think about some of those type of things and and really that's what we do but we'll dive into the small things too so you know and that could be anything from you know sometimes your your what you're focusing on um might not be the best thing to focus on in terms of record or in terms of of of, of geographics or or really you know um your focus or your philosophy. Let's, let's talk about that. So, and you're getting ex expertise and you, and you can sell that too. And sometimes, I mean, we've had, we've had coaches we've talked to and they said, Hey, I know it's not a lot of money, but we don't have a lot of money. Um, would you be willing, we've got a couple donors, would you be willing to talk to them about what you guys are doing for us? And then you can really get into the specifics of, Hey, this is what we're going to do for your program. And typically that turns out like, Hey, lad, let's do it you know, and, and so then it pays for itself. And, and those are things at this point we're willing to do, and we just need to get out there and, and, and do it. And I think it'll really be something that people like, I mean, like I said, you, you can't just sit back and hope the players are coming to you. I mean, I, I've always said this hope is not a strategy, you know, and you gotta, you gotta be proactive. You gotta do something about it. You gotta, you gotta be organized. And, and on, in the small school level, you know, you have a limited coaching staff. Sometimes you've only got two or three full-time assistants 
and one of them's running equipment, one of them's running training, and you've still got to find a way to recruit. And you're still trying to figure out, hey, do I want to pull the guard or do I want to kick out, you know, the the end? How do I want to do that? And that's your main focus. And a lot of times, you know, there could be a great coach. I mean, not a good coach, a great coach at a high school program or a small school program. And he just doesn't have the talent, doesn't have the players, doesn't really maybe know how to go get them or evaluate them. And, um, you know, so he's kind of stuck in a rut. But if those coaches like that, that are really good coaches, and there's a lot of them out there that really understand and know how to put a team together and, and how to recruit and how to appeal to um, recruits and, and kids, those are the ones that really rise to the top and really succeed. Coach, yeah, I, I kind of, uh, go ahead, Wall. Sorry. I was just going to say, man, there's like so many directions I want to go. I'm just sitting here, you know, scribbling notes and, and things like that. But I like the thing I love about what you guys are doing and, and Harp and I, we talk about this literally all the time. And the reason we have dudes like yourself on the podcast uh, and businesses and ideas, because you guys are the ones that I think are kind of pushing the game to the next level. Um, you guys bring new information to the table uh, and, and you're talking about some of these places. The whole reason that people aren't doing it is they're just not educated on it yet. So I think that's one thing that you guys really bring with your expertise. I think the second thing, when you're talking about like being able to analyze your strengths and weaknesses, a lot of times when you're buried inside the program, you don't see it. You need an extra set of eyes to be able to do that. And guys like Joe Moglia, guys like Tom Coughlin, those are the guys that got that. And I think, you know, you've seen it, you've been around it, and you've been one of the guys doing it. You've seen the actual advantages of, hey, bringing in an outside set of eyes that, that shine some light on something, and all of a sudden it's that aha moment, and the program explodes like a Coastal Carolina. Absolutely. And, and you know, they would tell you, hey, Joe Moga would say, hey, we can't be hamstrung by fear of trying something different or a new idea you know, he would never want to hear this, whatever question you ask, why are we doing this? He would never want to hear because that's the way we've always done it. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, you've got to challenge yourself. Like I said earlier, you've got to challenge yourself to find a better way. Let's challenge ourselves to find a little wrinkle. Let's try and challenge ourselves to, Hey, and, and again, sometimes we try it and it's not the right, the right way to go, but we learn from it. And now we learned, hey, no, that might not be, but we learned something else that we can really take advantage of. And, and really, those are the kind of guys that, that, have, that I've come across that really, really get it and really are able to do it. I mean, at Coastal Carolina, we, we push the teal. We push ball at the beach. Those are different. You have to find differentiators that make your, set your program above others. You got to separate yourself from everyone else. And, and he would say that, you know, he, he would say, hey, we have to come up with ways to separate ourselves from other people. And we all at the beach. That was one. Teal turf was one. The surf turf. That was a differentiator. And then you got coaches, really good coaches like Jamie Chadwell, that his offense is unique enough, really unique enough that that's an advantage. That's a real differentiator because now we can recruit. We can play with a 5'10", 280 pound center and, and play well you know, and in his offense. And, and those are things that really kind of help separate them. And, but, you, but it's, you, you fall back into the pattern of, Hey, we've done it this way. Let's, let's keep doing it that way. And sometimes it's hard when I went to coastal, it was, it was at times difficult. And I had to learn how, Hey, let's guys just try this. Let's just try this before you, before you 
poo-poo it, try it, and let's see if it works. And, and that's really what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to get guys to think outside the box. We're trying to get guys to take their program to another level and hopefully get some expertise and some, some you know, real life people with experience that have done this that they couldn't, you know, I'm sure I could, they'd love to have me be their personnel director at, you know, some small NAI school, the school I played at, University of Puget Sound, but they can't afford to do that. And they can't afford to, some schools, you can't hire a staff or a coach for under $36,000 and benefits. And, you know, it, it even at, at a division one school, sometimes it's difficult to hire a, anyone, not, not only a, a legitimate experienced recruiting coordinator, personnel director, or, or social media guy, or website uh, uh, graphics person or something like that. that. That's, those are difficult spots to get the president or the athletic director to buy into. And, you know, you, so this is another option. This is an alternative that is very economical. We, and you asked earlier coach about how, how we set it up. Obviously um, we have pack, different packages for different schools and it, and it ranges anywhere from, from two grand a month to four grand a month, five grand a month, depending on the package. And, and we're, we're able to do a lot more, um, you know, than, than just this as well in terms of, hey, if, if, if a school really wants to invest, we'll come in and really look at your locker room and we'll look at the field, we'll look at your uniforms and your decals and, and we'll, we can really do some, do some special things there too. But, but it's really, you know, to get, to get just a, another set of experienced eyes that has been there, done it and had some success at it and has been around a lot of people with a lot of good ideas and, and kind of has proven record of, Hey, we, we can do this. We've done it before. And sometimes it's just bounce an idea coach. Hey, bounce on it. Give me, give me, if you've got ideas and thoughts, give it to me and I'll tell you my opinion on it. And I'll give you my opinion on what you can do on this area and this area. And you know, it's, it's just, it's a lot of, but, it, but you have to realize that, Hey, we, we need this. And, and sometimes it's an easy, Hey, yeah, this is a good fit for us. This is exactly what we need. And, and sometimes they say, hey, no, we, we, we got it. We, we got it figured out and, and that's fine too. And, uh, but really at, at this point, um, you know, it, it's exciting for us. We're really fired up about it. And, uh, you know, it's something that I think obviously based on our research and conversations we've had, it's, it's a, it's a necessity. It's something that, that we think can really benefit these schools and, and we realize their challenges, um, especially resources wise, um, you know, and, and I think that this helps alleviate some of those issues. And, uh, you know, sometimes if, if, like I said, if you need us to help you raise the money, we, we can do that too. But, uh, you know, and then it, with this uh, name, image, and likeness thing coming down the road, that's another thing that we can certainly help with as, as we get to that point too. So um, we've got, the other thing that we've got is a network of people, of coaches, of, of personnel people, of scouts that have been to schools or high schools or colleges that, that we can rely on for, hey, not only players, but but coaches, hey, coach, I need a defensive line coach. Well, he meet, let me give you these three names and, and let me give you some guys that we can help that, that we think would help you that, that we've come across that, that have, we've, their names and brought up to us three or four times. And, and, you know, those type of things too are something that, that obviously we can help with. 
when I was at Jacksonville and, and when I was in obviously at, at Coastal with Coach Moglia, and if Tom Coffin needed a coach, I was a college scouting director. I'd been to almost every school in the country. He would come and say, Rick, who's the best linebacker coach? Hmm. Who's the best offensive coordinator you came across? And, and we hired a couple of them, you know, and, and because I'd been in the school, I've, I've obviously done the research on, on them and, and I've got the contacts to be able to do some research, more research on it. Um, and I think that's one thing that, that really, you know, kind of Tom and I saw on the same, on the same wavelength, we're on the same wavelength there, but that's another thing that we really, we really, I think our, our organization offers is, is a, a network of people, not only for names of players and that type of thing, but names of coaches. If, if you need a coach, sometimes, you know, you, you do meet guys, you know, guys, you play against guys and that's how it works out. But sometimes, you know, you don't, you, you guys have been there. You don't know. I, I need a receiver coach and, you know, I, I need a, I need a tight end coach and, and we're, we're running this offense. What are we going to do? And, right. and you kind of go to the staff or you, you sometimes, but you, you need suggestions and, and, and obviously we've got that network to be able to help with that type of thing. You know, I, I never noticed how big of a difference just, just the, the program itself can make on the football field um, until, and what I think about the guy or, or when he was there doesn't matter. But when Tom Herman came to Houston, I was a big, I, I played at Houston, always liked Houston, but Houston was always like, I got offered a scholarship to the university of Houston in high school. And like, I had plenty of people ask me, is that division one or division two? Like they had no idea about Houston. And, and we actually did pretty well when we were at Houston. And I think, you know, went whatever it was 13 to one, one year, and we were always good. And then it was like, Tom Herman came in and it was a whole different buzz and thought and everything about Houston. And, and that's kind of dropped off a little bit as he left. And obviously he didn't carry the same thing to Texas or whatever happened at Texas doesn't matter. But um, I saw what happened when he came into Houston and, and kind of changed the whole perception and saw them start getting some big five-star recruits and four-star recruits and, and really putting guys out on the field and people wanted to go to Houston and, and they branded Houston completely different than I'm sure a lot of places, you know, they built the wall around Houston, which had been done before at Miami, but had to think to do it. And then they had to execute it. And I saw what it did to that program. And it, it was really unbelievable. Yeah, really. And, and it started with Kevin Sumlin. He came in there and did a lot of different things and kind of started winning some games. And, right. and, uh, and then, you know, after he left and, and went through some things, but, but he goes to Texas A&M. He's doing did the same thing. He was a little bit of an outside the box thinker, especially at Houston and Texas A&M. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, they came through there and had an exciting offense, like you said. If you, if you can build a certain offense, like Coastal Carolina built an offense where you could have a little bit smaller guys up front, still win a bunch of games. And and you know, just to be honest, I had never heard of Coastal Carolina until until this year. And and now we know of a guy that wrote an entire book over their whole offense and, and everyone knows everything about coastal Carolina um, after this year, because, you know, like you said, obviously they win football games, but I would assume a lot of winning football games is having uh, good enough players to win football games, especially at the college at every level. Hey, to steal from Lou Holtz, it's not about the X's and the O's it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, it, being at Coastal was a great experience. I mean, really having the ability to talk to kids and, and we did a good job, I think, of really 
the kids that we recruited and we ended up getting spending time with them and saying, why did you pick coastal Carolina? And, and that really helped us a lot too. And Hey, we tried to talk to the kids that didn't come and say, why, why didn't you come? And that's sometimes difficult, but sometimes you can get it from a coach. Um, But really, again, look at yourself and be willing to take some criticism and say, Hey, we got to make some changes here. You know, we, we, let's do this to get better. We're just looking for a competitive advantage any way we can get it. If it, if it means tweaking something here or there, or, or, Hey, maybe he didn't like the visit. Maybe he, he, there was something about that, 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 you know, rubbed in the wrong way, or there was something about the visit or the school or the coach or, you know, the distance, whatever, those were good information. And you got to gather that information. You got to be willing to do that and you got to be able to track it. And, and, and again, it, it goes back to, you know, the you and evaluate is obviously red because, it's you. I mean, you sell the best evaluation is self-evaluation and, and you really got to take a hard look at it. And, and like we said before, know your strengths and weaknesses, create competitive advantages. And really that's what we're trying to do. Help schools do that and really help those schools that don't quite have the resources to have their full-time staff of people doing that. We're kind of filling that void for them and, and helping them get the same result and take their program to another level. And Rick, too, I think you talk about it from a selfish standpoint. You know, a lot of coaches are obviously going to listen to our podcast and listen to our conversation. Selfishly, they want to move up in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that go to, to a smaller college, hey, you know, maybe they're in their dream college. There's, there's probably a few guys like that. But a lot of them, hey, this is a stepping stone. I'd like to get a better job. I'd like to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. This is the future. If you don't understand how to brand, if you don't understand how to, you know, evaluate players correctly, you know, you're going to get fired. You're not going to move up. You're not going to be, you know, the best coach you could possibly be. So unless you're lucky enough to have mentors who have done this uh, and get you plugged in and kind of put you on that right path, uh, you're almost kind of just a product of where you're at, you know? Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I'm like, you're not around that. Yeah. Like like I said, I like, as soon as I talked to you, you know, and, and a couple other guys and talked to Harper, like I was psyched about it because I'm like, this is like professional development for coaches. These are the things that, you know, when you went to college and they're teaching you to be a, a teacher, these are the things they didn't tell you in college, right? They throw you in a classroom and you don't know how to manage. They throw you in a, in a coaching job. You don't know how to run a locker room. You don't know how to recruit the right kids when you're coaching in college, right? It's just stuff that you're like, hey, man, I, I hope you can learn it. This is where you get that information. You guys have the cheat codes to do this stuff. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's really why we came up with this idea. That's really why we formed this, this uh, company is because we saw a need out there. And obviously we talked to enough people that said, Hey, you got to do this. And so, and it, again, it's, it's not easy to put the experience we've got into a, into a consulting firm, but I think it's the way to go, especially with, with zoom and with, you know, we, we don't need an office. We don't need a computer. We don't need insurance. You know, those are the things that everybody's asking for when they want those jobs. And, and we're going to do it for a fraction of probably what you're going to pay a full-time person to do it for you. And you're getting our 50 years of, of experience and, and expertise and track record of success. So, you know, I think, I think it's, I think it's a, certainly a needed area. And I do think that, you know, I, I'm excited to work with these coaches that these schools that we've got and, and more. I mean, I, I'm looking for people, hey, I like to talk about it. I'd love to talk to anybody that wants to talk to us about it. I mean, go to the website, call me, email me. You call me and I'll call, I'll, I'm going to answer the phone. You're not going to speak to someone else. You're not going to go through a secretary. You're going to talk to me and we can talk about your program and, and see where we can take it. 
and like Coach Wall said, that's almost impossible to to find find the expertise that you do have and and be able to call a guy and and talk to. Them. I mean, it's really it really really is, uh, especially as many places you've been around to to help build up. So so my kind of question coming into the night, and you you fairly answered it, but my kind of two big questions were: my first one is, so how different is it? how you go in and, and look to plan for a team that is, let's say, on on the Florida coast as compared to a team in the middle of Nebraska. I, I mean, is that – or do you have to build that whole program way differently from one to the other just based off of the region? I, I mean, obviously, you're not going to do, you know, the the all the – you know, I don't know. Is that a big difference? Do you have to really look at, okay, this is where I live. These are the type of people that live in my area. This is where the whole program needs to kind of be um, geared towards, or, or am I looking into that way too much? No, I think it it is different, but it's still the same football. I mean, you're still playing with 11. They're still playing with 11 and you still got to do the same things. You still got to, Find differentiators. You still got to think outside the box. You still got to recruit, but it's the little things that might be a little bit different. You might emphasize something a little bit different. You might recruiting areas might be a little bit different. Your your philosophy on recruiting might be a little bit different, depending on geographically where you are, depending on basically, honestly, your your makeup of your school academically. I mean, you know, uh, your entrance levels your your qualifications to get into school might change a little bit and geographically it just means we have to find something better that we can sell every wherever you are you, you just have to we have to get the best out of what we've got because you know it's we can't make it up it's it is what it is but there's good places there's good things in every school every program every coach wants to win so we've just got to find those things that are going to be make your school more attractive and draw players to your school and draw traffic to your school because again especially in college. I mean, I went to a little NAI school and everybody knew when the game was on Saturday and we might only have 2000 people fit in our stadium, but it was full every week. And we had, I think three full-time coaches. I, I remember going through that process as a player and thinking, I don't know how these guys do this. And, you know, even in, and in today's world, it's even more overwhelming. And, and, you know, a lot of coaches just ignore it. Um, some do the best they can and rally to it, but it always kind of falls down on the list of things that it seems to me in, in talking to people that it sometimes falls down the list of priorities and then it ends up getting away from you. And, you know, you end up spinning your wheels and you're not getting any better and you're, and you're really not taking it to where you want to go. And, and like you said, for yourself as a coach, you want to get a program going so you can help yourself and you can move on and move up. And, and, you know, that, you know, that's the way everybody is. And, but I think to your point, I think it's, it's a similar set of, of analysis that we'll go through. And then we got to see what the differences are, what, you know, what your, what your strengths are, and we got to play to those, you know, so whether you're in Iowa or whether you're in Texas or whether you're in Florida or South Carolina, it's going to be a little bit different in what you're selling. And you got to, might have to, you might want to recruit a different type of kid, depending on where you are. But the principles and the and the makeup are probably going to be very similar. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it exactly does. Um, and, and so then my other kind of question was, uh, and I don't know if it's a question statement, whatever it is, but um, I, I've been around certain 
guys. And, and I just want to say, I, I love how you had talked about, let's just take a chance and see what happens. Because my other big question was going to be, hey, how do you how do you go about getting your mind around marketing a team that doesn't win? I mean, it's easy to go to a team that's won a state championship. Hey, come or, you know, national championship, come be a part of us. We win conference championships. I think it's probably harder a five and five team or a team that continually loses. So that was kind of going to be my question. But I also want to speak on what I thought was awesome that you mentioned was, hey, let's try it and see if it works. Um, I've listened to a lot of coaches say, you know, they're a team that continually barely, you know, makes the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs or they're continually, five, you know, 500 team. And they say, well, I went and I studied the, the championship team that went undefeated. I, I've studied everything they do and we're doing everything that they do so that we can be just like them and, and we can do their thing. And, and I'm sitting there thinking like, well, we're already worse than them or, or the, you're already worse than them. And so if you're doing everything they're doing, there's no way for you to ever be better than them. You're just hoping to kind of catch up and be decent with them. Um, and, and I so I loved when you just talked about, let's try this. It's different. It's not what they're doing. But if we do what they're doing, we're, we're going we're gonna to lose because they're already doing that thing. You're exactly right, Coach Harper. And if you if you think about it in, in, in NFL terms, let's say we want to be – like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're the Super Bowl champs, right? So let's do everything like Tampa's doing, okay? We're going to do everything the same, but we don't have Tom Brady. Right, right. So we're going to lose, all right? So take that, take that out of it, and now let's find a way to – how can we get an advantage, you know? We don't have Tom Brady, so we got to make up for that somehow, some way. We can do everything the same way they're doing it just as well, but our quarterback's not Tom Brady – we're going to lose. So we need to come up with some other ways. We got to get better at certain other areas, or we've got to find a way to compete, you know, differently. We got to create a competitive advantage somehow through our scheme, through our recruiting, through our scouting, however, to be able to, to our philosophy, to be able to compete with them. Because, you know, it, you, you, <laughs> if you do the same thing, if you're going to do the same thing Alabama's doing, you're probably going to lose because, you know, they don't have, they have a little bit of advantage on you. So you have to kind of think out. And in order to do that, you have, constantly have to challenge yourself to say, Hey, let's find a way let's find another. And Tampa, I guarantee it. They didn't sit on winning a Super Bowl. They're sitting here saying, Hey, we can't sit still. And you seen they, they've kind of loaded up again. You know, they're, they're not going to sit and say, Hey, we won Super Bowl last year. It, it, that's why I say even successful programs, they could use another set of eyes to come in and say, okay, yeah, we're really good. But if we keep doing what we're doing, teams are going to catch up to us and pass us. So we kind of need to think about maybe doing some things different and, and try to figure out a way to do things a little bit better and, and play a little bit more to our strengths and understand our weaknesses and, and really find some other differentiators that we can, we can attack, make our program better. And I, and I love that too. I mean, you both of you guys saying trying those things. I mean, you're never going to know if it was successful until you did it. You know I mean? You don't know what the response is going to be. We don't know what our wins losses are going to be. You know, you guys, you guys come up with ball on the beach and we do the teal turf and you do all this. It's like, Hey, that's great, but you had to try it. And then later on, you're like, Hey, people really like this. People like the brand of ball we play, you know, co coaches are really getting into, you know, seeing our offensive line, how they're small and they're beating the crap out of people. I mean, people could really rally around it because you guys did try it and then it became successful. Like you said, if it wouldn't have worked, we would have shifted gears and we would have done something else. That's right. And that, and you're going to learn, everybody learns from mistakes. I mean, I, I Joe Moga would tell you, we can't make enough mistakes. There's no, let's not be afraid of making a bad decision. We're going to learn from it. We're going to be better from it. You know, let's challenge ourselves to get better. That's what we got to do. 
we got to differentiate ourselves. We got to be better than the other team. That's probably more talented than we are. Let's figure out a way, you know, or figure out a way to get that talent. Rick, what are some of the things I know you've already started to kind of work with some schools. And again, you don't have to, obviously you'll keep them, you know, kind of, you know, anonymous or whatever, but what are maybe some of the minor tweaks and things that maybe you found? And it could just be from your own experience, you know, besides coastal, some of the things maybe you did at Jacksonville or something, maybe you did at new Orleans that were small tweaks that all of a sudden like, Hey man, it was awesome. Or maybe it didn't work as well, but it led you to another road. Yeah. I mean, um, I would say, uh, especially like in Omaha, because Joe was such a fanatic about it. I mean, we would try different things in terms of marketing and, and, and uniforms. I mean, uniforms were big. We had the, we, we led the league in merchandise sales. We, in fact, we sold more merchandise than the rest of the entire league combined. We led the league in ticket sales. We sold out the first year we were playing at Rosenblatt where they played the college world series back in the day. And, and we sold out every game. I mean, I remember coming into the first game and there's people tailgating. I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable. And you, we did that by thinking outside the box. Get out in the community. Hey, let's go down to Joe. Let's go down to this bar and you and I'll sign a bunch of posters and hang them up on the wall. We'll bring Amon Green down with us and Jeff Garcia and, and, and they can, uh, you know, market it for us. And just gra- grassroots stuff. Just, hey, let's try something different. You know, try something different in terms of, of scouting. You know, he, he, we would challenge everything in terms of contracts. We would look at, obviously social media is, is a big thing. You, you really, that's something that, that I think is, is something that really we can help people with in terms of, you know, just a plan for what to do, how to get it out there. Cause it's average, it's free advertising and you can, you got to organize your coaches. You got to, they got to buy in and, and you, you got to sell them on it, but that's an area that, doesn't cost you anything and if you're organized and do it right you know that that can be a big win for you you know um i think it's i think if you the other thing that i I think makes a big difference is you know you you talk about nowadays with with players and i mentioned before football players there's not as many kids kids playing football so you know that the the pool is being a little bit more limited and that's why in the national football league offensive linemen are hard to find so you got to get no different in college. So you got to get creative. So at Coastal, we said, hey, let's go find some big tight ends that are going to be athletic tackles. I mean, athletic offensive tackles. Let's find running backs, tough, solid, hard nose, one cut downhill runners that can play Mike Linebacker. Because if you got a Mike Linebacker that can run and make tackles, he ain't coming to Coastal. He's going somewhere else. So Let's be creative in the way that we go about it. And those are just some of the things that we did and, and it worked out. And sometimes those things are going to work out. Sometimes you're going to get a kid. We had a kid that was a tight end in high school, made him a nose tackle after he played guard first. And then we moved, he played guard and we said, ah, it's not going to work. And he moved him to nose tackle and ended up being a really, really good player. We projection, you know, we ended up just, and sometimes that's hard for coaches to wrap their arms around is, Hey, we got to, you got to see through the, position he's playing now and kind of project him because really at Coastal we figured we're a projection school we're not a selection school in other words Clemson and Alabama they get the guys at LSU those types of schools they get the guys they're a selection school they gotta they, they gotta spend their time picking the right players that's the NFL they, you gotta pick the right players um we have to spend time finding creating players let's let's get as many good players as we can we gotta find the guy that no one else is on we gotta 
we got to really look into this kid and see if we can develop this kid into, you know, where we want him to be and project him from, you know, tight end, from receiver to tight end, from running back to linebacker, from safety to linebacker, you know, those type of things. We had a wide receiver. We made a, moved him tight end first and then defense, moved him defensive end and ended up being a decent player. I mean, those are some of the outside, but it doesn't always work, you know, and, and sometimes you got to be willing to take a chance and you got to trust in the way you're doing things. And, and, you know, but you learn from it. We, you know, you learn that, Hey, no, this isn't the right way to do it. Let's try something else. And, and we would do that with events. Some of our recruiting events, we, we would always, I mean, I think the most important thing is, is whatever you do, you, you really got to look at, Hey, what are we trying to accomplish here? Before you even sit down and work out a plan for, you know, a recruiting weekend or a, a camp or a seven on seven or something like that, you got to say, what's, what are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to evaluate? Are we just trying to get kids on campus? You know, those are the kind of things, those are the kind of questions you got to ask. And then once you know what you're trying to accomplish, now let's concentrate on getting that accomplished. And these other things, you know, it'd be great if everything went well, but if we can get this accomplished, now we did something. That's what we started out to do. That's what we did. And in order to do that, I mean, we would, <laughs> we would have different waves of kids come in and, and seven on seven camps and coaches would bring the players to us and we would have, you know, a morning session with them. And then we'd have an afternoon session where they'd bring players over and, and those types of things. We'd try to get, you know, we, we got kind of creative with our camps, I think too, and tried some things and do we want to split it up? And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And I think that we finally got to a point where we got it figured out and it worked really well, really well. But again, it all comes back to that point. Like we said, is you, you just got to challenge yourself to get better and, and you got to challenge yourself to, think a little bit outside the box and, and, and try different things. I mean, you know, a few years ago, if you're inside the two yard line, you're getting in two tight ends and two backs and guy under center. And now you're, you're inside the two yard line and it's four wide, wide receivers. And then you're, you're in the shotgun running RPOs, you know? So, um, you know, that's thinking outside the box. So coaches sometimes I think are a little bit more able or a little more willing to, to think outside the box and, and that works, you know, obviously they're doing it for a reason, but, it's no different than being on the field and, and trying something different in terms of scheme. And, and it, sometimes it works and sometimes you tear that uh, page out of the playbook. Um, it's no different in recruiting and, and in some of these plans and you just got to learn how to deal with it and you got to learn how to minimize things. If it doesn't work out, you got to learn, figure out how to learn from it and get better because if you're not getting better, you're, you're, you're going to get passed by. You've already talked about a little bit how tough it can be to be, you know, already at a place and, and it makes it tough sometimes to see the, the negatives of your program or the things that are, are tougher. Are you guys there to help also? Um, like you said, you want to try something and then you guys, you want to document it and see, Hey, if it works, let's keep going. If it doesn't work, let's move to a different direction. Uh, are you guys there to also document and help coaches say, Hey, either this did work or this didn't work. Cause, cause I'm thinking like, Hey, it's week three and we've tried this new thing. I'm already thinking about next team's defensive front and blitz and all this. I, I maybe even have forgotten that we did this, this thing that we're trying out and we need to look at. Is that something you guys come in, you know, whatever, call the coach on whatever Wednesday or something and say, Hey, look at, this is what we got out of it. We projected this. So maybe we want to go a different way or, or how does that kind of work? Absolutely. And, and I mean, it's not a, uh, it's really not a one week deal. It's a, it's a year round conversation. It's a year round, you know, um, 
And we're really there for the coach and really there to take some of that because they got a lot of responsibilities. I mean, as you know, I mean, even in the National Football League, you, you, get, you get a new head coaching job, you're trying to put a practice schedule together and hire coaches. And, and then you're also talking about other things. But, you know, when you're a college coach, you've got only not only got you're usually the offensive or defensive coordinator. Sometimes you're not, but you're going to be involved in those things. And you're really concerned about what's going on on the field, X's and O's wise. And you might not have enough time. And sometimes you, you got to realize that, that, Hey, I need to, I need some help here. I need, I need to be able to take some of this off of my shoulders and, and let somebody help me with it. And Hey, we're not looking for the credit for it. We just want to help the coach help his program and help the school because like I said, if you've got a good football program, it's going to help your admissions. It drives admissions. So, you know, we just want to be able to help, help a staff, help a coach in whatever way that is and in, in, however they need it. And we've got a schedule, a calendar of, you know, different things we can do depending on the, you know, if it's recruiting season, if it's in season, if it's camp season, if it's, you know, spring recruiting or, or recruiting during the season, um, game day stuff. And, and, you know, we can certainly, again, what we're trying to do is help them with some experience, help them get, get, get some ideas, help them analyze their own program, and then take their program to another level and take some of that responsibility pressure off of that coach without having to spend a bunch of money on, on you know, people and expend a bunch of resources on, you know, worrying about, hey, I got to hire this guy. I got to hire this guy. I got to hire this guy. You're going to get them all one, one-stop shop. And for a reasonable price. And, and really that's what we're trying to do. We we realize what coaches responsibilities are, especially these small schools and, and high schools. And, and if we can help them take their program to another level and, and really help them and in their career, that's, that's what we're focused on. Coach, I know too, I mean, you talk about the, the high school level and you touched on some of these private schools. I mean, just, just in kind of following things for the last year. I mean, I, I, I think you're going to see a, a big boon in, in private school enrollment, I know a lot of the numbers have been out, you know, just with all the different things that have happened with whatever. Uh, I just feel like there's people who have kind of pulled their kids out. They want to go to private schools. And I think there's going to be more private schools. You're seeing more and more legislation uh, being created for school choice, for charter schools, for, for those types of schools. And that's going to become a competitive market, um, trying to get kids to come there. And, and you'd said, hey, man, you know, obviously we're going to work for a fee, but the fee will end up paying for itself when you have kids enrolling in your school, you're, you're getting tuition, you know, and, and you guys can help them with some of the things of being able to recruit students and being able to, you know, create a, an atmosphere or a place that, that people want to be. Um, so not only is it just something that, Hey, that's going to help the, the coach. It's an investment in a community. It's an investment in a new school. It's an investment in, you know, kind of a, a new way of life for a lot of people. You're absolutely right. And, and, you know, especially, and I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think you're going to see more charter schools. You're going to see more private schools um, with school choice coming around and, and it's going to be a competitive market. And, you know, especially a new school, there's a lot of new schools popping up that, that are just starting programs and, and, you know, that type of thing. And, and, you know, again, you're talking about somebody that's got a lot of responsibility and, and, you know, probably need some help in that area. And it's going to be a competitive business to get kids to come to your school. And, and, and again, I, I say this, I've said this a lot. It, it helps the value of your school. It, it's going to, it's going to, if you have a good football program, you know, kids are going to want to come there to play baseball. Kids are going to want to come there to play basketball. And, you know, we, that's a, it's a huge part of it. And, and I think that it's a huge part of enrollment and, you know, 
if you can if you can capitalize on it, you know, I think I think your your school is going to be successful. And if we can help those kind of programs get there, we're we're happy to do it. Coach, and and even outside of private schools, and and I don't know what all the rules are right now uh, in Texas, but Texas just passed a law with all the COVID stuff now that kids that want to be homeschooled are open enrollment in any football pro high school program they want to go to. I mean, I think it just happened a few weeks ago where, Hey, if, if kids homeschooled, he basically gets the choice of where he wants to go play football at. I, I'm sure that's going to be, uh, I haven't seen it and I don't know what all the coaching rules are currently with that, but I'm sure that's going to be a, uh, a whole new bag of worms down here in, in, in Texas with all that going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can see that happening in a lot of places. Um, you know, following suit with that. And that it just right. becomes, it becomes more important on how you present your school, how you present your program and, and uh, you know, how you get your name out there, how you get your school out there and, and you, you got to have some name recognition. And, and I think the schools that do that have a lot more success. And I think it helps the school in, in its entirety, really helps admissions. And even the, even the public schools, they, they, you got it. They get their name out there because there's current students and their future students. They want them to be proud of where they're going to school and, and they want to be good at what they're doing. And, you know, if you've got a good program, people will move into your area to go to your school if it's a, if it's a public school. So, so my kind of last question before I know we let you spend it, you know, you spent an hour with us. So I, I really appreciate that and don't want to keep you too long. But, but my kind of last question is, and it's kind of a selfish question and don't want to give away everything you do. But um, if you're talking to, let's say, a high school team and it's just a general high school team, and I know it, it's really more specific, but I'm with you in that social media and everything kind of trickles you know, up and down. I think college was really big with it. I think the NFL has it probably not maybe as important for their football players, but it is maybe for, for fans and things. And, and now you're starting to see some like mid-level college things going on at the high school level with, with certain programs. What would be like, and again, I know it's general and it doesn't have it to do with one single high school, but talking to a, a high school program in general, what, what's like your first big things or, or first few thoughts you would, you'd kind of shout out to them kind of freebies to give them when it does come to social media and their program. Well, coach Arbor, it's, it's very similar to what we've been talking about. I mean, and again, the approach is really not much different than it is at, at the college level. Um, I mean, you still have to do some of the same things. I mean, the really thing you got to do is, is, is look at, you got to sit down and go through your strengths and weaknesses. You got to really analyze Hey, here's what we've got. Here's what we, we can sell. Here's what our school is all about. And here's some of the things that maybe we struggle with, some of the questions we get, some of the, some of the complaints we get, or some of the reasons we don't get kids to come to school here. We have to identify those things. And then let's figure out a way to fix them. And I think that's where we come in. We can help you, you know, we can help you concentrate on something else. We can help you flip something to the other way, um, you know, just by, experience and ideas that we have, you know, I think that's the goal is, Hey, let's talk, talk about it. Let's really sit down and analyze it. Let's see how you're, you know, it's the same process. Let's see how you're getting players, where they're coming from and, and what, you know, you really, it depends on the school. You really have to look at the school and say, Hey, here's your, here's where your program is. Is it brand new? Okay. We're starting from scratch. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. Bad thing. We got, don't, we have very little recognition right now, but the good thing is we don't have any negatives in that regard either. So, we can start from scratch and build this thing into something special. If you got a school that's that's there and, and been, been competing, hey, where are we at from a record standpoint? What is our competition doing, A? And then 
let's look at what our strengths and weaknesses are and let's figure out ways to play on those strengths and let's figure out a way to turn those weaknesses around, at least get them to where they're not hurting us anymore. And, you know, there's a lot of different things we'll do with that, not just social media, but, but just in your approach and your philosophy and how you go about it. And, and maybe if, it, if recruiting is involved, then that's a whole different deal where, you know, we look at where, you know, where you might be getting your players and, and it, where, you know, what, what type of player, what type of kid are you looking for? What type of income do they need to have that type of stuff if it's private school? So those are just some of the things that we would, we would consider and analyze as we got into a high school. Coach, man, this has been an absolute blast. Um, wanted to give you kind of one last chance, you know, talk about kind of how, how people can get involved, how people can learn a little bit more uh, about what, what you do and, and how people can kind of contact you guys and, and get the ball rolling. Absolutely. Um, we have a website. Our website is evaluatesports.net, evaluatesports.net. My email is rick.evaluatesports.net, rick, R-I-C-K, dot evaluatesports.net. And I'm going to go ahead and give my phone number 215-478-7136. Um, send me an email, go to the website, check it out. You can kind of see what we're about, see a little bit of my background. You'll kind of see the, uh, the ideas that we've talked about. A lot of the stuff we talked about tonight is on there and, and even probably in more detail. And then, you know, it, reach out. I'm calling me. I'm here. And I, you know, we're, we're willing to help. And I think this is a great, great product. I think we've got a good idea here. And I think that, uh, you know, we're fired up to help some schools take it to the next level and, and help some coaches get there. And, and if, I, if we can do that, then it'll be successful. And I really appreciate you guys having me. Been a blast. Hope we can do it again. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it will allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.